Welcome to Uncontained, episode 63. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and this is part two of my interview with Frankie Frank, El Sonnet, and Hunter C. Smith. If you haven't listened to the first one yet, feel free to go back, uh, listen to that one, then come back and listen to this, because, you know, it is part two. There may be some references that are mentioned in this half of the interview that you might not get unless you listen to the first half. Or, I don't know, maybe you want to try this as a standalone episode. You can do that as well, but I still uh, encourage you to go back and listen to the first one. If you like the show and want to help the show out, please go to whatever platform you listen to this episode in, uh, whether it's iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, TuneIn Radio, and please leave a five-star rating. If you don't like the show, contact me directly through my website. Yes, you can just go to the Contact Us page and be like, yeah, please change this part about your show. Either way... Uh, but please, the five-star rating and uh, share with a friend. Rate, review, subscribe, like my Facebook page. Anyway, I won't keep you waiting any longer. I've already kept you waiting a whole week. What a dick I am. I know. Uh, but no longer will you have to wait for the conclusion of this episode for this interview with Frankie Frank. L Sonnet and Hunter C. Smith right here on Uncontained. So we've got a lot of good advice from you throughout this episode so far. One, like show up early, the Jack Lemon rule, work hard and all that. But what advice would you guys have for somebody who is looking to get either started in the entertainment business or looking to continue on their career to something a little bit bigger? School, school, and more school. You can never learn enough about your craft. The day you think you know everything about your craft, find a different job. That's the biggest thing. Like, what schools would you recommend? Um, Not necessarily specific. Come like, on, man, I don't want to give them shout-outs. <laughs> no, I mean, like, types of school. Um, I would just, you know, I'd start with uh, Acting 101. I mean, I tell people all the time, it's, you know, for a good transition, it's better to be a theater actor first and then come into film. Um, versus the other way around. Uh, so take theater classes and then, you know, improv class is a big thing because, you know, even though the script might be good, there's usually pieces that are left out there that if you're not good at improv, it's going to seem lacking. So, you know, improv classes, uh, go to a, a lot of, uh, you can audit. I, I don't know if the audience is familiar with that, but you can audit any acting class. Um, if you can't audit it, stay away from it. Um, but you know, audit the classes, see how the instructors work and find the right instructor for you, who you think is going to be beneficial to your career. And then also pick a genre that you feel most comfortable working in because we have great comedic actors, but then as soon as they try to go over and do something serious, it loses everything that they, they had as an actor. Um, so definitely pick your genre. Okay. Well, you got to keep finding the classes and things that keep enriching you and helping you learn the next step and how to keep working. The best thing to do is not wait and hold yourself in a vacuum until you feel that you're ready. People want to see that you're already putting stuff out there and doing stuff even if you're not 100% just because it shows them that you're going to commit. You're going to do the thing. You're not talking about yourself and saying, well, I'm training in this and I'm going to do this and I'm all about wanting to do this. Just start doing it. And if people see a track record of growth, it speaks a lot more than I've been perfecting my masterpiece in a dark closet. 
We need to see that action grow and build because we can see the potential as you're coming. Um, There are a lot of resources, um, whether you go to like, like meetups and stuff like that, or you, you go on Facebook events, um, just do a search about in the local area of like networking events. When you first get here, just try to, try to make some friends, get out there, get familiar with the city, Mm -hmm. get familiar with, um, what everybody does on set. You, you just have to know as much as you can. Um, just, just do your research as far as the industry goes and ask questions and um, be a genuine person. Don't be an asshole. Um, and don't, and the thing is, I can't stress this enough. People can tell when you're like, Hey, my name is uh, so-and-so. Um, so can you give me advice on this? Can you do this? Can you do this? You, you just don't, don't jump to, to needing things from people right away. Mm. Be a human, make a connection um, be a good person and in time people might actually give you advice without even asking for it or you know feel free to ask them advice but just don't jump to it because the last thing that people want in LA is to feel used and it happens a lot so just be a good person people like to help I, I feel like people do like to help people you just have to do it in a genuine way um, I'm sorry did I ask for advice too soon <laughs> <laughs> No, nobody has right. advice. Uh, <laughs> come to Hollywood. We just have horror stories. <laughs> you can ask for advice. Um, I would just, I would just, you know, you should know. Hey, can you introduce me to your your agent when you just met them five minutes ago? Yeah, that might be pushing it a little bit. <laughs> right, especially when you're like, "What's their name?" Okay, great. Introduce me. It, are you asking simply because you have an agent and that you have nothing to do, or is it because you know them, you researched them, you saw that they did had a spot on their roster that doesn't look like you. It's just do your diligence. Uh And the more you know, the more powerful you are. Who you know is great, but just know what you're asking for and know what you want more than anything. Um, (laughs) I want to be famous does not work. I want to be, I want to do comedy. I want to do drama. I want to play the joker. I want to do whatever. Um, But just have your guns and stick to them. The more you know who you are in the world, the better it'll be for people to help you get to where you want to be. If there's anything that that you would you can do in your life that's going to make you happier, then do that instead of acting. I, I, <laughs> I hate that. I hate that that seems true, but like there isn't anything. On, I've tried. There isn't anything that's going to make me truly feel happy, and I'd rather struggle being an actor than having all the money in the world doing another sort of skill that I can do. And folks, you are going to struggle. I mean, I can't stress that enough. When you come to Hollywood, if you think you're just going to walk right onto set and it's 1940s and you're going to become a star, think again. <laughs> you have to want it. You have to want it really it's bad. It's work. It's progression. It's it's uh, commitment. That's a huge thing, commitment. It's scary, but you, you have to take the jump and you have to jump in here with the rest of us. And uh, just goes, <laughs> but you gotta just do it. Okay, that actually brings up a perfect transition into the next question. It's what do you do to promote yourself to set yourself apart from the rest of everybody who jumped into the giant uh, fishbowl of Hollywood? I show up and know my lines. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, simple uh, but important. From that kind of same thing, though, is that the best work I can do to get the next job is being the best at this job. Um, I'm not great at networking. I'm not great at selling myself and talking myself up on like, hey, how you doing? Nice to meet you. I'm Hunter Smith. I do this and that and the other. 
I'm much more interested in like, hey, I'm here trying to do this thing. Here's you trying to do this thing. Let's work together. Boom, boom, boom. But when I get on set with someone, they want to work with me the next time because it's easy because they know that they can count on me to do my job, making their job that much easier. Um, you never want to be the person that's causing the the hold up and the weight. Um, as far as my marketing, I go do social media. I have no presence of um, feeling sad or this or the other or the tough times that I'm encountering. It's all about here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm going through. Here's my next thing. Here's something I used to do. Um, when you see a million pictures in a picture a day of someone's amazing work, it's not that they're creating something every single day, but they're hearkening you back to something they worked on last year, something they worked on two years ago. But you're staying fresh in their minds and you're, they're seeing your capabilities. Yeah, definitely social media. Um, what I could, what I did and I, I recommend to people is, um, when I first came to LA on top is creating my own show, which got me into conventions for free because you know, I didn't have much money coming here <laughs> and interviewing people. I volunteered at film festivals at film festivals. I met their celebrity guests. I met um, a lot of up-and-coming filmmakers, um, award-winning directors. Um, so I, I volunteered at film festivals, which was a really great way for me to get on like the red carpets and meet people and show people that I can work hard. And and people were like, well, we owe this girl a favor because she works really hard and she's a volunteer for this festival and we want to work with her. And, um, okay. Yeah, and you make friendships that way. Be genuine and... Uh, Work hard. What if you say you're gonna do something, do it. Don't be a flake. <laughs> All right, that's definitely, definitely good advice. Um, real quick follow up question on that for you, L. Um, you said you took your show, uh, Sheekly Geek, into Comic Cons and stuff as a media pass. How did you get set up uh, as the media and clearance into those? Did you have to jump through some hoops to do so, or was it relatively easy? That was that's my skill that I was doing that made a lot of money that I wasn't very happy with. Um, I was a web developer and social media marketing analyst uh, for corporate America through when it, while going through film school up in Seattle. So I had this. I I am I, <laughs> my second language is HTML, CSS, JavaScript, PHP, Coalfusion. It goes on, but. <laughs> I, I made a website. I got a business license. I knew how to shoot and, and edit video because I went to film school for four years up in Seattle. And I, I was like, I'm just going to go. I'm going to dress up like a geek. I'm going to apply for the press. Um, luckily, I had, um, I had a Facebook following already from a previous band I was in. That's a long story. Um, <laughs> but, um, I had a Facebook following and then I, I applied as press and I basically said, Hey, look, I got 10,000 followers and they said, okay, you're approved. And I was like, well, now I actually have to do something. So I brought my camera and I just talked to people like they were humans and I got it on camera. It was super easy interviews and, um, yeah, it was, I got some good stories out of people. It kind of helps when you're insanely talented and have 10,000 followers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just to plug that point first. <laughs> that, that would be a nice start. <laughs> um, but I, I just say cr create your opportunities. Um, for me, it's, I want something, and I'm not going to wait around for someone to give it to me because it's never going to happen. You have to actually say, what do I want? Sit down and write it out. What do I want? How can I get this? What's the baby step to get there? People want to jump the gun and go straight to being famous. And you, you, need, you need to break it down like, 
like the 10 steps to getting a joker. Break down your career, 10 steps. What do you got to do? And do that. Okay, perfect. So um, we all know what you want people who work with you to remember about you on set. Being a hard worker, not being an asshole, uh, being genuine, stuff like that. But what do you want the person who sees your performance on screen or on stage to uh, take away and remember about your performance? The most important thing for me is finding the human element and the thing that people can connect with. It's not about the story. It's not about what happens. Every single thing is about the relationships because we can always connect to something like that in our life. And if I find the, if I can create something in the person where they're reflecting on their own situation and on the situations they have with others and making better choices, uh, whether because they saw me make a great choice and they're following in my footsteps or they saw me make the wrong choice and they're going the opposite way, that's where I try to live is was I affecting to you and helping you to see, see your life from a different angle or see the world in a different angle. Okay. Um, for me, it's, I mean, it's, it's a lot. It's definitely, like you said, relationships, but I, I don't want them to see L. You know, I want them to definitely see the character. Um, um, I, I, I'm huge on, I'm huge in storytelling and I feel like you can, you can tell the story by just being the character that lives in the story. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, but yeah, I just, for, for me, it's, it's creating a world that takes them out of reality and, and okay. letting them believe that I, I'm not L. If, if, if someone can watch something and be like, that's the character, then I feel like I've won. You know, like, I did my job. <laughs> Do you consider it, like, a failure if they're like, oh, I see a little bit of L in there? Or... Really, because L is my essence, but... And, and the thing is, is, like, with, with celebrities and stuff, I was watching... I was watching something last night. I'll leave plugs out, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was watching something last night, and I was just like, this guy is a famous actor, and he's doing wonderful in this role, but all I see him is him as this character from another movie. And it, it's, it, that becomes, that's because he works a lot, you know, and it's, that happens to a lot of actors. You, you see them as the actor, you see them as themselves, and you see them as previous roles, but that's just because we see them a lot, you know, and it's just, um, but they're doing wonderful, and if you can kind of suspend your disbelief and just get into their world, they, it's, it's all good. Because at the end of the day, you go home and you, you're still L, you know, hopefully L, and you're not like, you know, transformed into Harley for the rest of your life, and you're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that would be that would be uh, a little it up with like vodka. Yeah, um, but but being a, as a character a actor, <laughs> um, I would say playing L, playing because there's 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 different types of actors. Actors sometimes play you know basically themselves and roles, um, but being a character actor, um, in my mind, is easier. It's less vulnerable than playing yourself on camera. For me, the roles where I just have to be me, be a girl, be, you know, in a situation, of course, and acting, but it is more vulnerable to me than, than putting on some makeup or, or being an eccentric, wacky character. Understandable. Understandable, because there's, there's more of you in yeah, it. Yeah, there's more. Of, there would be more and, of me, which would le make me feel more vulnerable. Just and if it's rejected, it, like, cuts a little bit deeper. Yeah, for me personally. Everyone's gotcha. Like that. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can relate to that myself as well. But um, 
What about you, Hunter? What uh, do you want people to remember about you or remember about your performance from the screen or stage? Um, other than just the general effect, I, I want to be visceral. I was raised on action movies and ridiculousness of Conan the Barbarian and this and that. And that's one of the reasons I have such a passion for fighting in my films is that they – they showed me the heroes that I wanted to be. I was also a huge video gamer growing up, playing role-playing games more so than anything else, where I took on these characters and their journeys and their struggles to become stronger, better for these great causes. And for me, it's a it's truth across the board. I want to bring more martial and historical accuracy to my fights. I want to bring the impetus. So it's not just like here. And that's one big thing for me is that I want to bring quality acting to action movies so that it's not this well, – you get one or the other. You get you get a person who's a dramatic warrior and then, you know, okay, he's got his movie and then you've got the action fight scene movie. There needs to be the way that we can sell that these are staunch heroes with pains, loves, losses and sell that all together. My, my favorite thing whenever I go through any kind of um, uh, fighting workshop – is that whenever I work with my instructor, he shows how one technique leads into another technique, but the way that it sets it up is because he's uh, compromised my base and now pulled me down uh, so that my torso is hanging lower, he can now throw a shot to my face that sends my body spinning away, which he can affect my base in another way, pulling me off balance. And it's only by allowing these actions and reactions to truthfully be expressed that we get a honest depiction of what would happen in the situation uh people often tell me okay. things made so much more sense when i saw how you were reacting to each hit versus okay the punch comes in we throw a shot to the belly we throw a shot to the face we take the arm and we break it and the person just stands there while you deliver three shots well that's not going to happen in the in the reality when yeah. it's on film and you see a person take a shot and he looks back to the person who just hit him his reaction sells everything of what the person did that person doesn't need to be strong that hits him, but all, all of a sudden, the character looks back with this look of, oh my god, what just hit me, a Mack truck? Now we imbue that other character with power, with strength. Uh, the person receiving the violence tells the story of the action, and that has to be so specific as we move through. Um, and you'll see how in certain action stories and shows, a well-cut piece of combat choreography can be gorgeous and informative and develop the story. And in another, you can get this very choppy semblance of action and movement, and you get the idea once the whole thing is said and done, but it's this moment out of time. I want to be with them throughout every little bit, and I want the audience to be with me. Okay. So, like, as a kid, I remember, like, the Van Damme movies or whatever, where, like, he'd throw a punch and stop, like, eight inches away from the person and just scream, and then he'd fly. So that's not what you're going for, right? Or a spin (laughs) kick that hits three people in the face, you know? (laughs) Like, like, I love JCVD. More power to you, brother. But, uh, you know. And it works for the Terminator not responding to punches, like... Like what? What's that, you girly man? You know, type thing. But uh, you know, he doesn't respond since he's a machine. But real humans respond to like punches in realistic ways, and that's what you're trying to portray. Totally. Right? But I mean, you can even chalk it up to like Thanos in the next Avengers or, or Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, if someone tried to punch him, you can only imagine the slight smirk and the gleam of a sparkle in his eye 
as it made contact, and he just looked at them like, "Are you are you serious? <laughs> Do you know who yeah. I am?" <laughs> like, and that look right there is 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 enacting a win right there. The if you can come uh, encapsulate that thought of, "Oh, sweetie heart." <laughs> you have just stepped into the biggest puddle of something. You know, that's the beauty of it. Okay, perfect, perfect. Thank you. And Frankie, um, you're, as an actor and a manager, what do you want either your clients or uh, the audience to take away from how how you perform? Well, I mean, with, with my films that I've done or anything that I do in the future, I just want accountability for my characters. So when people watch the the movie, even though they know it's me, kind of going back to Jack Lemmon, that they fell in love with the character or they hated the character. If it's a bad character and they hated it, then I did my job right and vice versa. Um, I think as in far as, as managing my clientele, I just expect them to to be their their best at all times and you know to be professional because that's what this industry is. The long and short of it is your professionalism. If you can't be professional, there's no room for you. Um, I'm blessed, very lucky to have such a great ensemble of people to get to work with, um, as well as being partnered with a global talent agency. You know, it's 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 a, an opportunity for for me to show that I've got more skill than just you know acting or being a, a producer or anything like that. You know. I, I took from day one starting in this industry knowing full well that, you know, as an actor, that's probably not going to last forever. So I spent a lot of time, instead of going to school for it, I spent a lot of time watching directors and watching writers and watching how everybody on the on the set, the gaffers, it didn't matter who it was, paying attention to their job and how they did it and how professional they were and learning from all of those people. And again, too, I was blessed in the opportunity that a lot of these people shared with me these different things and said, you know, this is how you do it or, or whatever, and kind of reiterate what Elle said. I never asked. These people just gave me the opportunity to learn because I was paying attention. I was there in the moment. Great. So just being there and being attentive made them want to teach you pretty much. Yeah, because they could, they could see on, on, you know, in my face that I had some sort of interest and, you know, getting the DP to say, okay, well, yeah, I'm, I'm changing this, this lens out because, you know, we're doing this type of shot right here. So we're going to change up the sequence of the lighting and everything else. And me, just like a good student, I'm just sitting there mentally taking notes of everything. So when I directed my very first little indie short, I did it really well with good professionalism and everybody on, on, on set, including my cast and everything was really happy with the way I did it. That was my first opportunity as a, as a director. And as a matter of fact, the writer. So, you know, it just came from learning those things and, and being around and, and being into what was going on. You know, so many actors, you know, they come to set and they just want to do their lines and go home or go to their party or whatever they're going to do. I would have a tendency to come to set really early just so I could watch everybody and, you know, go to set way after my my scene was already done just because I wanted to learn. Okay. And well, another question for you guys. What is a highlight from your career? Not necessarily the highlight, but, you know, something if somebody asks you, like, for a good story or something that you – one of your go-tos. I'll let you guys jump into that one first. <laughs> I, okay, one of my highlights. Yeah, it is It is a highlight for sure. Um, 
being a creature actor, mm-hmm. I I wanted to one of my inspirations. I wanted to be a female version of Doug Jones. Mm-hmm. And um, if you're familiar with Doug's work, uh, for those who don't know Doug's work, he is the the pale man in, and the fawn in Pan's Labyrinth. He's a sapien okay. and Hellboy. Um, he's he's done so many things. Yeah. He's had Falling Skies. I mean, I mean, just Doug Jones. Look him up. You you know and you love his work. You may not have seen his face. Um, <laughs> so I was in L.A. for three years, and I I've been to so many conventions, and I see him everywhere, but I would avoid him on purpose because we were both cast in the same film, and I was waiting to meet him on a professional level on set, and um, I. I was in a, I was at Monster Palooza, and I was like, I'm gonna avoid him. I see him here. I don't want to meet him yet. I want to meet him on set. For some reason, that was just like a thing of mine. So I ended up okay. turning around. I'm at Matt Winston's booth, um, Stan Winston's school, and um, he's standing right behind me. And I was like, I'm cornered. I have to meet him now. And Matt Winston, <laughs> um, brilliant guy, he runs at Stan Winston's school. Um, he was like, L. He was like, "Do you know Doug Jones?" And I was like, "I have, I haven't met Doug Jones." And um, and Matt's like, "Well, meet each other." He goes, um, "L had had this amazing makeup a year ago, blah blah blah." And um, I couldn't have asked for a better intro because Matt Winston's amazing, and uh, it was it was a really good way to meet him. And then I got to act with Doug on set, and um, he's a very lovely human, and he gave me so much advice, and um, it it was a real honor to get to work with him, and I hopefully I can do it again in the future. Cool, cool. Anybody else? If you guys don't have one off the top of your head, that's fine. We can move I'll on. I'll try to encapsulate it real quick. But for me, when I worked on All The right. Big Day, um, it was five weeks shooting a feature. And it was the first time that I'd been that engaged on such a level for so long um, that it really put me into a new space. Uh, it was like an hour commute to set every day, 12 hours of shooting. I'd come home. I'd eat learn my lines while eating for the next day and the next bit of shooting. I would do a workout to drill the lines. And then I'd still have to worry about fight choreography for the upcoming fight scenes. I'd have to worry about stunt coordination for upcoming things. I took on way too many hats because it was a very independent and passion project. But I came to know just how much work it all was. So many nights I only got three to four hours of sleep and I'd be right back on set the next day, plotting, planning, and then just jumping into the action. But that kind of machine, go, 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 like when you hear about uh, different actors and how they're like, well, I flew here, I flew here, I did this, I did that, I was on set for this, and I had to go do a talk show about this, that, and the other. You see how much of it is not like they're just doing these movies and then lounging around, but it's this grueling job that they love more than anything. And that was the first time I really felt like I had achieved that job status. And that for me was paramount show me what i have to look forward to i and i think for myself it's just pretty simple it's just the people that i get to work around every day um being a part of this industry you know it has its blessings and its curses but outside of that fact i mean what a what a wonderful thing to be a part of what a wonderful family to be a, a member of um to me, that is that, that it, it outweighs any film I've ever done or off-Broadway or anything like that. It's just the fact of being a part of this in, insanely talented family that we call film and, and theater. 
Great, great. Okay, I have one more question for you before we wrap this up. But first, I want to just give you guys a chance to plug whatever you have coming up. Like, Frankie, I know you're like talk. we're talking about signing a band, and I know there's a couple other projects you have coming up. Plus, uh, where can people get a hold of you guys, your social medias, your websites, and all that good stuff? So we want to just uh, start with uh, Frankie here, and we'll go on sure. down Sure. Um, well, I've got a film that we're looking at starting to shoot in uh, June. Um, it's going to be shot in Canada. It's a Western, 1860s Western called Handful of Dust. Um, I'll be an actor in that one. <laughs> um, right. And uh, I, we, we are currently in negotiations uh, with the band The Rift. Uh, they're a local L.A. band. Really cool. Got to check them out. Uh, they should be on Facebook. And I know you can get their, their uh, songs from their new album um, on, I think, Spotify. Um, but don't quote me. Just look it up on the internet, The Rift. Uh, and then of me, it's very simple. Um, you know, I have uh, Frank Media on the internet, uh, Frankie Frank, the actor, of course, uh, and uh, Global Talent Agency and Frank Media combined together. Um, that's really how you get a hold of me and watch all the stuff that I'm doing today. Uh, anybody who works, you know, with me hand in hand, uh, they'll be on there as well so you can get updates on current projects. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's about it for me. I'm, I'm not hard to find yet. all right perfect uh l yeah so i'm the easiest person to find on the internet (laughs) (laughs) i'm not encouraging stalkers no i'm just kidding um (laughs) um, i have a i've done a lot of fan films lately just because i have the whole geek world right now but i am i'm moving away from it after lady deadpool um two two fan films coming out um to the public fair fight I play Black Canary, and then Crazy Puddin', where I play Harley Quinn. And those will be coming out April and May. And then I have Lady Deadpool Diaries coming up next few months we're shooting. So check out Lady Deadpool Diaries. Look that up. And then I'm going to be shooting more of the Dark Darkness series, where I play Queen Ganna Mazul. She's a ninja assassin queen. And uh, it's it's a really funny series. It's it's kind of like going into the world of D and D. And then I have um, uh, another film called Triborn, which we're we're raising the funds for. I get to uh, act along with uh, some Aliens actors, like Carrie Henn, who played Newt in Aliens, and Rico Ross was in Aliens as well. Um, with Patrick Kilpatrick's in the film and Neville Page. Um, a lot of really talented people I get to work with. And so we're in the funding stages, stages for that. That's called Triborn. But you can find me online, El Sonnet. And Chicly Geek is my Instagram and Twitter. That's the adverb of the word chic. Chicly Geek. Chicly Geek. And... Okay, so those are the two main places where they can I'm find you. I'm on Facebook you? and I'm on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you'll see a lot of the stuff I do on Instagram. I'm on there often. <laughs> okay, uh, I think that's actually where I saw one of your uh, bow videos, where showing off your bow. Skills. Yeah, sometimes I pull over and I take my, <laughs> I take my bow stuff out of the car and I turn my radio on. I'm at a park and I'll just like. You know, swing for like 20 minutes and then get back in my car and drive somewhere else. Broomsticks, not frequent flyer miles anymore, folks. They are actually beating up people. It's pretty cool. You got to check her out. 
traffic jam on the 405. You get out on the median and uh, just confirm or deny. <laughs> officer down. Officer down. <laughs> Broomsticks are one of my favorite improvised weapons. Everyone underestimates the uh, sweeping end. <laughs> <laughs> sweeping. Especially those dust bunnies. Exactly. That's the best thing. <laughs> The, the broom is feared by dust bunnies everywhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think of the one thing that's the most irritating thing that it can be the smallest thing is that something gets in your eye and you're dealing with it for 20 minutes. You think that isn't helpful in a fight? Someone comes up with the broom, I just poop <laughs> right in the eyes once and then I can take my time. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess I never thought about that. Oh, part. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So now that we're on to you, Hunter, where can people find you? What projects do you have coming up? Let people know where they can oh, find Oh, yeah. Uh, my biggest uh, push-out point is the Instagram. So I'm the Hunter C. Smith. Uh, Hunter C. is in Chester and Smith. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Hunter C. Smith there. I do play on Twitter, but it's mostly just wash over from Instagram and the rest. Uh, HunterCSmith.com. That's always fun to check out. Uh, but everything that's new and fresh will be coming off of Instagram. Uh, you can find me through Franck Media and GTA, uh, but the next projects I have coming up are the Big Day movie. Uh, you can hopefully see that online in the next six months to a year. We'll have uh, Fair Fight, where I play the character Deadshot for a small little segment. And then Crazy Puddin', I'll be playing the Joker. And Red Hood, the return of Jason Todd, I'll be playing a very different Joker. Um, in addition to those... Doing a little uh, student thesis film because it's always good to keep fresh and keep working with the next generation of up-and-comers. And beyond that, we shall see. I just got done doing Jurassic Planet. Uh, that has about a year of post-production probably to go, so it should be a little while before that. But that'll definitely be in your $5 DVD bins <laughs> pretty soon. <laughs> Is that like a uh, Jurassic Park type uh, Jurassic World next movie in that? Space Marines go to a planet looking for something or other, and they find uh, more than they bargained for. Kind of like Pitch Dark, only in broad daylight. Or Pitch Black in broad daylight. And I, I would like to, I okay. would like to add too that if uh, anybody out there you know producers directors so on and so forth uh, are looking to bring on any of the people that I have with me that uh, you just go to Artist Armor and uh, have your negotiations right there uh, with GTA Global Talent Agency and of course through Front Media. All right, awesome. And uh, there's one more thing I have in my notes. I'm not sure if I heard. Uh, I'll talk about it was Dark Darkness. Oh, yeah, Dark Darkness. Yeah, I did talk about it briefly. <laughs> um, actually, when I, I first when I first shot my the first episode, um, it was a web series, and now they're turning it into a feature film. Um, when I first shot my episode, um, I was five months pregnant. And so it was really hot on set, and everybody was waiting on me hand and foot. It was pretty hysterical. And my wardrobe was a... I had ninja pants, but they made them maternity, and I it was it was just really. <laughs> they kind of shot around my belly, even though I wasn't showing that much, and my fight choreography was very minimal. But um, it was a really wonderful crew to work with. Wilson Large is the creator and director in Bellingham, Washington, and uh, I'm really excited to work with them again. They uh, they they're a really fantastic crew. I had black hair when I shot the first episode. And now I'm blonde, so we'll we'll see what happens. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. 
Dark Darkness. Right. You should check it out. It's it's really funny. There's a few episodes up already. Okay, where can people find that one at? Um, I know that their social media, I think, is My Dark Darkness. But um, you can probably just search for it straight on Facebook. Um, two words, Dark Darkness. And um, you'll see it's a TV show. It's pretty funny. It's a lot of wacky characters and great prosthetics. And uh, it's it's like in the world of games. So it's like we're going into the world of our D&D game. All right. Perfect. I'd like to uh, throw out one more thing. Uh, yeah. Creative Combat. Creative Combat on Facebook. That is the um, Western Martial Arts School and Fight Choreography School that we run uh, here in L.A. My instructor, Steve Huff, and I are two of the main teachers there. And we are slowly starting to come out with more and more content. Our next event that we're doing actually is Spartacon 3 in Waldorf, Maryland, where we'll be taking a stunt performance fight team and doing live gladiatorial bouts, both choreographed and unchoreographed for the crowds. So if you're interested in combat and fun little things like that, it'd be a nice thing to check out. a wonderful out. group. You should check out their website. It's creativecombatla.com. Yeah, so come on down and get beat up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> CreativeCombatLA.com. Yeah, it's a really great place to, to go and learn because it's it's such a creative studio. Uh, all the different places, that all the different companies in that studio, Fonko Studios. Um, just really, really great place. Good vibes. Check it out. All right, perfect. So check it out. Learn to fight for film. or Is it fighting for film or is it fighting for real? Uh, both. Uh, my instructor has 30 to 35 years of real Western martial arts and Eastern martial arts training. And then we've been working on film fighting specifically for the past few years. All right, perfect. So I have the final question for you guys. Uh, the title question of the show. Uh, you can answer it individually. Uh, how do you live uncontained? How do you live uncontained, Frank? Frank. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> uh, I go to the bar a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah, we karaoke. <laughs> yeah, 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 I sing karaoke, uh, you know, at Sardo's usually every night because I have no life. Um, no, I'm jeez. I just live life by the moment, man. You only got this one life. Don't screw it up. Just do what you want to do and how you want to do it. So I'm... I'm all over the place, but safely. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let's go with, uh, let's go with L. How do I live uncontained? Um, I wouldn't say I'm impulsive or sp I'm spontaneous, but I kind of, I kind of put my effort in what I want to do. If I, if I want to do this, then I'm going to do it, you know? And if, if I want to do, if I want to be an actor, I'm going to create those opportunities and I'm going to act and no one's going to tell me not to do it. <laughs> because that's what I want to do, and it's my passion. So um, I just, I don't know. You live like there is no tomorrow, and I try to make myself happy, whether it's something little every single day. Try to smile. All right. That almost sounded like the Joker, like, <laughs> why so serious? <laughs> but <laughs> I'm like three steps into Joker right now. I should step out. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Repair the crack in the wall, paint the walls white again, and... Then start building a happy theme in this stuff. You got it. That's right. Do I got it right? Do I got you it right? Got it. I put in like carnival balloons. <laughs> yes. and, like, that could easily go back to Joker. Oh. <laughs> they don't want bouncy Slippery steps slope. in the walls. <laughs> yes. So uh, let's move on to Mr. Joker himself, uh, Hunter. How do you live uncontained? I think Jim Carrey is the one who has encapsulated it more so than anyone else in my recent past 
listening and understanding is that you can fail at anything in life. You might as well fail at what you love. And a few years ago, someone dear, dear to my heart asked me, I said, when are you going to give up? When are you going to say that you've spent enough time trying to be an actor and just, you know, focus on living? And I said, you must have misunderstood something along the way. I will go bankrupt and then I will turn around and work until I have money to do this again. And then I will go bankrupt trying to be an actor again until it works because this is what I love more than anything. And no one can tell me that I should be doing something different, that it would be better suited for me. Because this is what I have passion for, this is what I have ability and talent in, and this is what I can make a difference in. So the struggle does not matter. What matters is serving myself and my true desire. So you're sure you don't want to be a banker? That was actually the first thing I ever wanted to be, and uh, I moved on from that very quickly. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't do that much research. That was just a dumb luck question right there. But uh, all right. As vain as it sounds, I loved counting my money, and I counted it every day. It was so entertaining to me, and I was like, I should be a banker. (laughs) I can count on one hand. No, just kidding. Before before we head out, I wanted to give a shout out to our agents at Global Talent Agency, John Epstein and Joshua Smith. Um, They're awesome. They're in Burbank. So Global Talent Agency. Mm, We love you. Thank you guys for your hard work. Take care of us. All right. Great. Great. I want to thank you guys for coming on and uh, talking to me Thanks today. I, yes, yeah, of course. It was, it was, it's been fun. It's been fun. A lot of a lot of good stories, a lot of good information. And um, it's been it's been a real blast talking to you guys. And I normally have my guests sign off the show. Um, it's pretty simple. Basically, all you do is say your name and I live uncontained. With the three of you, maybe just go down the line, say your names, and then after the last person, be like, and we live uncontained. And if you guys want to throw something in afterwards, feel free. Otherwise, that's how we will end the show. All right. Excellent. All right. Well, I'm Frankie Frank. I'm El Sonnet. And I'm Hunter C. Smith. And, and we, we are uncontained. uncontained. <laughs> See, we, we are and we are that way. So write that shit down. Bye, Puddin. Thank you again for listening, and thank you to Frankie Frank, El Sonnet, and Hunter C. Smith for sitting down and talking with me and uh, going over how the hell to become a stunt fighter, going over, uh, you know, some pointers to get your foot inside the door in Hollywood, and, you know, just having some entertaining stories, talking about Jack Lemon and Walter Matha. I'd never heard that story before about the roses. It was actually great to hear that Jack Lemon and Walter Matthau actually had the same relationship or similar to the same relationship off screen as they did on screen. Uh, constantly, you know, kind of making fun of each other, ripping on each other and not just like hating each other's guts off stage, which you hear that so many times. But oh, those are the cool stories I like to find out here on Uncontained. Thank you for listening. If you get a chance, please swing by uncontainedpod.com and click the Amazon banner at the top of the page and help support the show. Thank you very much. And as always, until next time, live uncontained. <laughs>